Don't do that. I don't like shushing. Please. You don't like shushing? No. But you shush first. I know. And then I realized I didn't like it. <laughs> but you know what I say to that? What do you say to that? Shh. Oh. Welcome to episode 48 of Live It or Waste It. I am David Guggenheim. And I'm Dave Wine, and this is the show about getting the most out of staying inside. And if you are looking for tips and strategies to make the most out of these difficult pandemic-rich times, then this is the show to follow. Join us on our new journey of learning to live it during this crisis with the help of the Live It or Waste It community. Welcome. Greetings and salutations. Welcome. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for sharing this podcast. Thank you for subscribing to this program. We always appreciate new folks, new subscribers in the Live It or Waste It community. Weekly affirmation. Weekly affirmation. Everyone take a deep breath in and release. Be kind. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. Remember, we are all going through this thing called life and it's a challenge for all of us. So when you have the opportunity Lift up your neighbor, tear down the walls of hate, and plant the seed of love. This is how we live it. Let's live it. Let's live it. You know what we should live this week? What is that? The word of the week. Word of the week. Word of the week. Quiet. Quiet yourself. Shh. How often do you sit in quiet, in stillness? No TV, no podcast, no talking, no phone. How often do you quiet your mind? Is it uncomfortable when you quiet your mind? My mind's racing a lot of the times, to be honest with you. Quieting your mind is not an easy task. Not an easy task at all. Right. I try my best to do it as much as possible because I know the value in doing it. It strengthens your well-being, your immune system. And you know, constantly thinking and worrying is taxing on your body, on your nervous system. And especially in this time, during this pandemic, we have to be looking at ways to boost our immune system, to keep ourselves from getting depressed and anxious, as we've been talking about. And one way is to get the clutter out of your head, all the things that you're worried about. They're not going anywhere. They'll be back. <laughs> but... At some point, just like everything else, you got to give, you got to give it a break. 
or you go cray cray. It makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, I think that that you and I are not known for our meditating, but I think this is, this at least has elements of meditation in it. For those of us who are struggling to put meditation into our daily routines, maybe starting out smaller with a moment of quiet is exactly what we need to open the door to a successful meditation routine. So I really like this is a good this is a good word of the week. It's a good word to be contemplating during your your life and to look for those opportunities, those moments where quiet will be your best friend. It's really important. Topic of the week. Topic of the week. We are doing a check-in episode, but we're mixing up the check-in episode. We're doing something very exciting with something we haven't done before. We have taken a personality test. And, and Dave, you have written something negative about this test in our little uh, show notes here. Uh, I'm not a fan of, of this test, and I hate it, but I'm doing it anyway. David insisted that I do it. So I did it, and uh, here are the stupid results. Wait, hold on, hold to... on. Let's just set it up a little bit. Jeez, you're going right for the uh, jugular there, Mr. Mr. Results-oriented guy. Uh, <laughs> there are a lot of personality tests out there in, in the world. We happen to have taken this one called 16 Personalities at 16personalities.com. It's about what, about... 10, 15 minute test. No, it didn't take that long. It was like five minutes. It's like a five minute test? Yeah. Man, it felt like 15 minutes. <laughs> Maybe seven. Seven minutes. It's like a seven minute. It's, it's a seven minute test. I don't know how many questions. What, there were like 20, 30 questions, something? Maybe 40? No, there's about, I'd say 25, 30 if you've never taken this, this it, it's, it's, it's a fun thing to do. Um, it's completely free. As the website says, it's fast and easy. It takes less than 12 minutes, according to the... Uh, why is it that you hate these tests? Why do you not want to have a clue into your own personality? What, what's, what's your major malfunction there? I don't know. I think it just influences you in some way on how you need to behave. Oh, well... They categorized me as this, so I guess I have to act like this now. Make decisions this way. I don't want to be pigeonholed. See, this is maybe a yin-yang thing, glass half empty, half full. I look at it as when I read the analysis of what you are, then you get to evaluate whether you feel that they've correctly put you in a category. And you could say, yeah, that's right, or no, that's not right. But I think subconsciously it starts to work its magic in there and gets you to start doing things based on what this test tells you. I'm just going to read out a couple of the questions just to give people an idea of what type of questions they will be answering. The first question is, you enjoy vibrant social events with lots of people. You either agree or disagree, and the ver there are varying levels of agreement or disagreement that you, you can choose from. 
Another question, you often spend time exploring unrealistic yet intriguing ideas. Another question is, you often think about what you should have said in a conversation long after it has taken place. Agree, disagree, and how strongly in, in between. So, so Dave, why you did us a favor then by actually taking this test, what were, what were your results? I'm not saying. You're, no. Wh- what? Joking. How dare you? How <laughs> dare you say that? We have to bear all for the uh, live it or waste to communicate. Of course. According to this, my personality type is advocate. Really? Now that fits into the diplomatic overarching heading, which is intuitive and feeling, known for their empathy, diplomatic skills, and passionate idealism. Now, I would say that's spot on. And I think people who know me would say that's spot on. Wow, that is really interesting. An advocate. An advocate, just to get a little bit deeper into this, so give people a little context. An advocate, Let's do it. which is, a, I guess this is the, the letter designation that a lot of these tests use, is an INFJ. So an advocate is someone with the introverted intuitive feeling and judging personality traits interesting Mm. they tend to approach life with deep thoughtfulness and imagination their inner vision personal values and a quiet principled version of humanism guide them in all things Hmm. that doesn't sound too bad not not bad at all so far have you read this before? Have you read the, the further description of, of you? No, this is the first time I'm hearing this. The magic of podcasting, ladies and gentlemen. Look at that. There are a lot of different ways we could look at this. Do you want to see, hear your strengths and weaknesses and to see if they match up with, what, with how you view yourself? What am I doing here? All right. All right. How about your strength? And well, let's look at your strengths and weaknesses. And we're going to do this for me too. But of course, in an abbreviated version, because we'll be out of time. Is cake one of my weaknesses? Strengths and weaknesses. Let's start out with strengths. The advocate's strengths, creative. And I, and I could get into more detail on any one of these. So, so ask me if you're interested. The advocate is creative, insightful, Inspiring and convincing, decisive, determined and passionate, altruistic. So what do you think about those? Are those qualities that you see in yourself? For the most part, uh, I'd like to be a little more decisive about Mm -hmm. some things. But yeah, that sounds like me so far. Let's read about the decisive aspect. Advocates, creativity insight and inspiration are able to have a real impact on the world. This is because they are able to follow through on their ideas with conviction, willpower, and the planning necessary to see complex projects through to the end. People with the advocate personality type don't just see the way things ought to be, they act on those insights. Since doing this podcast and working on myself, I would say that I am a lot more like what you just described than before. 
I started this journey. Yeah. So I guess what that means is I have become more of my true self. Because you had mentioned that although you don't like these tests, you've taken them before and you had a different answer before, correct? Yeah, I was, I believe, an INFP. All right, and that doesn't mean anything to me, but I imagine that means something to people who know more about these tests. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure it was an INFP. I don't remember if I was considered an advocate at that time, but whatever. Let's go through some of your weaknesses, because isn't that fun to focus on that? Let's do it. I'm Let's not worried see. about it. I'm not scared. All right. I'm all actually, right. I want to hear my weaknesses because how am I supposed to improve upon them if I don't know what they are? Well, again, this is just according to the test. You don't necessarily have these weaknesses. Uh, uh, you know, it, may, maybe the test is right. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I, I, this is a, a tool that, that uh, therapists and, and mental health professionals use. So this is not horoscope type stuff. Well, I would say so far it's been, it's been spot on. Oh, so, okay. Uh, well, your weaknesses. Let's let's give it a go, Governor. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, first one, and just let me know whether you feel yay or nay on on apropotness. Sensitive. Oh, definitely. This is going to be an interesting one. Extremely private. That is something that I have been in the past, uh, but. I would say I'm less that way now. But but definitely still a private person. So so a history of being private. All right. Absolutely. None your business. <laughs> Here's one that I think probably you will agree with. Perfectionist. Perfectionist, yes. And uh, again, this is something that I have worked on. So I would say I'm less of a perfectionist now than I used to be. That is a weakness that you've been working on, right? I mean, it shows that that is with the personality type. Yeah, being perfect is far less important to me than just being happy. Always need to have a cause. Ooh, always need to have a cause. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what keeps me feeling alive. That's something that I'm, uh, I can attach myself to feeling like I'm making a difference. Right. I don't necessarily see that as a a weakness. Let's read a little bit more about this one. Always need to have a cause. Advocate personalities get so caught up in their pursuits that any of the cumbersome tasks that come between them and their ideal vision is deeply unwelcome. Advocates like to know that they are taking concrete steps toward their goals. If routine tasks feel like they're getting in the way, or worse yet, there is no goal at all, they will feel restless and disappointed. Man, that is some... (laughs) Oh, and all here, right, here. All right, all right. So I don't, I don't hate these tests as much as I did when we started this. Um, yeah, that, that's pretty good. But I mean, 
who who does like the tedious, you know, mundane stuff you got to do? Not me. But it can disrupt my flow and and discourage me. I'll, yeah. I'll say that. I want to do the fun stuff. I want to do the creative stuff. I don't want to do all the business. Not like, you know, when it comes to my, my business, I don't want to do all the paperwork and the, you know, all the business side of it with, with the invoices and all that kind of stuff. I just want to do the creative side. I also don't want to pay somebody else to do the business side. So I got to do it. (laughs) There you go. And the last weakness that they have uh, to point out, and I think this one uh, will be, uh, has been shown to be an, an issue that you have focused on, can burn out easily. Yeah, yeah. Getting burnt out. Uh, <laughs> you know, actually, I was just struggling with it this week, trying to figure out what I need to take off my priority list right now because I've just got too much stuff going on and I have to either cut down or take something out and I just can't figure out what what to take out and right. you know so it's this struggle with I have to do it otherwise I'm going to get burnt out but having to stop doing something that I know I need to get done is maddening it's a madness fam, as they say over there in, in London. Do you want to hear a few other famous advocates that we might be familiar with? I would love that. Is it Batman? Martin Luther King. Oh, all right. Nelson Mandela. Well, come on now. We're off to a good start. <laughs> Mother Teresa. What? And get this one. Wow. Marie Kondo. I'm feeling a little insecure. <laughs> Marie Kondo. Right. No, I like Marie Kondo. She we, you know, we featured her on show getting our yeah. uh house organized. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so I think I that's think this it? is that's it. That's all I'm going to subject you to. Interesting. You want to have more celebrities? Sure. Lady Gaga. Um, and it, it goes yeah. on and on and on um, with, with less, uh, less known people. No Batman, uh, huh? No Batman. Atticus Finch from To Kill a Mockingbird. Okay. There you go. Uh, oh, here, here, here's one. Matthew Murdoch. Daredevil. Matthew Murdoch is an yeah. advocate. <laughs> okay. I love Daredevil. Yeah. You and Dare you got your superhero in there. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. So are you good? Are you satisfied that this is was a good a good thing for us to do and something that people might want to take to get to know themselves a little bit better? I feel great. I just found out that I'm awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, so for me, I too fall under the diplomat sphere, just like the advocate. The, it is broken down into four different personality types, analysts, diplomats, sentinels, 
and explorers. And so both Mr. Wine and myself fall under diplomats. In there, and I'm going to have you pick which one you think that I fell under. There's advocate that you are, mediator, protagonist, and campaigner. I fell under one of those four categories. Which one do you think it is? Advocate, mediator, protagonist, or campaigner? My instinct immediately went to mediator. All right. Well, let me read to you what a mediator is, and then, then you could comment whether you think that that is still your answer. All right. A, a mediator, which is an INFP, for whatever that means, for people who know what these things are all about, is someone who possesses the introverted, intuitive, feeling, and prospecting personality traits. Making up only 4% of the population, these rare personality types tend to be quiet, open-minded, imaginative, and apply a caring and creative approach to everything that they do. Okay, that's not you. <laughs> well, let me just say that you, you, correct, you correctly uh, pe- pegged me as the mediator. I did. You did. Well, look at that. Me and 4% of the population, my friend. I'm a 4%er. Wow. Yes. You are a 4%er. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I, I feel pretty good about it. I, I feel like being a mediator is just a, it's a fine, fine way to be. Well, David, I think that we need more mediators in the world today. Uh, part of the problem is that, you know, we talked about last week about listening, is that nobody is listening to the other side and trying to come up with a solution that we can all be happy with. Yeah. And that's what a mediator would do. Mm-hmm. Or, or come up with a, um, a solution that everybody is dissatisfied with to a certain degree, but willing to accept it. Yes. That's usually, that's usually where it comes to. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, all right, I'll do that just because we were able to screw you in a couple of different places. But yeah. Mediator personalities are true idealists, always looking for a hint of good in even the worst of people and events, searching for ways to make things better. While they may be perceived as calm, reserved, or even shy, mediators have an inner flame and passion that can truly shine. Compromising just 4% of the population, the risk of feeling misunderstood is unfortunately high for the mediator-type personality. But when they find like-minded people to spend their time with, the harmony they feel will be a fountain of joy and inspiration. Would you find that to be accurate? On my good days. On my good days. I think some, sometimes in my elder years, it's, it's, a little bit, it's a little bit harder to be idealistic and to see the best in people nowadays. But I would say that that is a, um, a go-to instinct when I meet people and interact with people to, to try to find some redeeming qualities in them, even if they don't. What about the part of feeling misunderstood because you only represent 4% of the population? 
You know, I'm not a person that really feels that I fit in with a lot of groups of people. So definitely that sort of isolation differentness is, um, is, is definitely a factor. How do you deal with it? Um, sometimes. Do you just, um, not have a lot of friends or. Yeah, I, I tend to lean on, on not having a lot of friends, which might be under the, and and we'll go through my strengths and weaknesses in a moment. But, um, yeah, I, I would say it's close relationships with people have been challenging for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I have the same problem. There you go. Yeah, and that's, that's why I was, it didn't say what percentage your, your group is, which, which probably is a, is a smaller percentage point as well. Shall we go through the strengths and weaknesses? Let's do it. Idealistic. These are the strengths. Idealistic. Yeah. Seek and value harmony. I do seek and value harmony. I, I like to be in that point of view. What is, what is harmony to you? Uh, well, let me read this and then I'll describe whether, whether that, feels, okay. uh, that feels right for me. Uh, s- seek and value harmony. People with the mediator personality type have no interest in having power over others and don't care much for domineering attitudes at all. They prefer a more democratic approach and work hard to ensure that every voice and perspective is heard. I feel that nails me like a bullseye. I don't like having power over other people. I'm uncomfortable with it. And I don't like people that come in and push other people around. All right. This next one, not so much, strangely enough. Open-minded and flexible. I find I try to stay open-minded, but flexibility is a, a challenge for me. I can be inflexible. I, I try and I work on it. It's, this is something I've actively worked on, but for me, it doesn't feel like a natural strength. What is it about being holding on to whatever it is that you think is important to you instead of kind of allowing yourself to open up to other things? I'm a little OCD where I like to control everything, everything to be in order in that it's calming for me. Mm-hmm. So that leads to some level of inflexibility, I think. Yeah. So you're just more comfortable being in control of the situation rather than allowing others to take the reins. I like to be in control of what I'm doing, but I don't feel the need to be in control of other people. Okay. I feel... I, I like, I'm more comfortable letting other people accomplish their goals the way they like to accomplish them versus me having to, to control that. So it's just more of when they try to control your actions and, and what, you, what you want to do, and when it's different than what you, your ideas, then, then that's when you're like, okay, I'm not, I'm not budging on this. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I could... I could get into argumentative sort of position sometimes. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Uh, Another strength, very creative. I think that's correct. Passionate and energetic on my good days. Dedicated and hardworking. I believe those are definitely traits of mine. 
I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. Media here and here's the fun part. Mediator weaknesses. Cake. I did have ice cream for for dessert. Shame. Uh, shame. Ding 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 ding. Shame. Ding ding what ding. What kind? Ding, ding. What flavor? Uh, I'm making a shake. Love it. I love a good shake. Yeah, it was vanilla ice cream, a little vanilla extract, a little hazelnut. Ooh, real vanilla-y. Yeah. A little hazelnut uh, creamer, milk, and coffee grounds. Goodness. Yeah. I'm going to be up tonight. I was going to say, you had that for dinner? You're going to be up all night. No, I had it. I had it for dessert, but uh, I had it tonight. Uh, I I was feeling sort of sleepy go- going into the show, and I wanted to boost my uh, aptitude a bit. And so I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be hurting tonight. But what are you going to do? Well, I hope it was at least a delicious shake. It was absolutely delicious. I made an awesome shake. Anyone's uh, feel. I probably put too many coffee grounds in there, but it it was delicious. <laughs> and uh, sugar-free, right? <laughs> sugar, yeah. No. <laughs> I didn't put any extra sugar in it, but, you know, vanilla ice cream. Uh, weaknesses. Uh, too idealistic. Probably so. I think uh, uh, not too bad, but I feel I'm sort of a realist, but uh, maybe. Too altruistic? Hmm. Mediators sometimes see themselves as selfish, but only because they want to give so much more than they are able to. This becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy as they try to push themselves to commit to a chosen cause or person, forgetting to take care of the needs of others in their lives, and especially themselves. Now, that's, that's interesting because it says that you want to give so much that you can't give enough uh, as far as your standards are concerned, that you yeah. always consider yourself selfish no matter how much you give. Yeah. 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 The next one, impractical. Hmm. Sometimes. Sometimes. I, I would say that could be a weakness. In what ways? In what arena? Well, sometimes I, my ideas are a little bit bigger than the budget, let's say. And okay. you, you work to make it work, but sometimes you have to scale things back and, 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 and reel things in a little bit. Sounds familiar. Yeah. Uh, next one, dislike dealing with data. Mediators are often so focused on the big picture that they forget the forest is made of individual trees. I, like you, like the creative aspect of uh, this business and getting into the data and and the spreadsheets and those sorts of things is not my cup of tea. Oh, oh my God, this one hurts. Takes things personally. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This one is a, is a definite bullseye. I feel like you've been working on this since we started doing this podcast. You know, and I work on this in my personal life as well. Um, a lot of times comments that are made to me that have nothing to do with me, I take it as a slight or something of that nature. 
and sometimes it's really hard to come to terms with the fact that maybe I'm not right about it and it's not a it's not about me you know take me mm-hmm. out of the picture so um th- that's a definite bullseye you know and that's also a part of putting yourself in the purple chair as we've talked about before you know when you put yourself in the perspective of the other person and see where they're coming from, then you might see, Hey, this isn't about me at all. I don't need to take any of this person, you know? Yeah, no, that's very true. And, and, and definitely something I need to work on. And the last one, difficult to get to know. Mediators are private, reserved and self-conscious. This makes them notoriously difficult to really get to know. And their need for these qualities contributes to the guilt they often feel for not giving more of themselves to those they care about. Guilty as charged. <laughs> well, there you go. You want to you hear some of my famous people? No. No, you don't want to hear any of them? Mm-mm. Not a one. Come on. I mean, maybe I don't have Martin Luther King and all, but, you know, I, I do my best. Oh, well, let's... <laughs> I have a, a superhero in mine as well. Look Uh-oh. at that. And some ones that are terrible, but... Um, the villain? <laughs> yeah, Lex, I have... Lex Luthor on there? The top four that come out, and this, again, is on six, the number 16personalities.com. We're not being paid by these people. We're not getting anything out of these folks. This, is just, this just happens to be the test that we decided to take this week. Um, the famous people are J.R.R. Tolkien. Oh. And another writer you might be familiar with, William Shakespeare. Look at that. You know, not everybody is a sci-fi fantasy nerd, so you might want to tell them who the first writer is. Oh, J.R.R. Tolkien? I think people know that. The guy who wrote Lord of the Rings. Um, How about this one? Awful, boring movies. (laughs) Yep, I said it. No comment. No comment. (laughs) Bjork. 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 Okay. And and another um, singer, performer, Alicia Keys. Very good. She's... Very talented, very uh, um, intelligent young lady. Yeah, I'm always happy to be on the Alicia Keys train. And this one you may know, Dave, uh, Tom Hiddleston. Loki. 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 The god of mischief. Yeah, but this is the actor, not not, uh, Loki, the god of mischief. They also have Johnny Depp in here. Jonathan. No, Johnny Depp. Yeah. Jonathan. I call no one Jonathan. calls him Jonathan. You call him Jonathan? I do. I you call do? Him Jonathan. Yes. He hates yeah. it. Yeah, does he? Well, then definitely do it. And some other people I don't know. Anne from Anne of Green Gables. I've never read that, so I don't know. And Fox Mulder from The X Files. Oh. I hate to say it, David, but your list is uh, uh, not, as, not as good as mine. My list is just, I mean, come on. I got Martin Luther King, Nelson Mandela, uh, Daredevil. Come on. You have a bigger list because I'm a four percenter. 
So yeah, so okay, so how was this? How was this test? This this was pretty good, right? This was a great exercise. Yeah, David, I'm going to apologize right now because I had a crappy attitude in the beginning, and I still think this thing sucks. But I had a good time. Yeah, it was fun. I, I definitely was definitely fun. recommend it for people, and it I don't think it's going to make you see yourself differently necessarily, but I think it might help you put words and attributes to the way that you see yourself. And that could be of help. I agree. Please share any tips or suggestions you have that may help us get through this crisis and let us know what you thought of this very interesting episode. Join us next week when we continue our Living It Under Quarantine Edition communication series, where we talk more about healthy ways to ask for what we want through setting boundaries. As always, remember to subscribe and share. Share. So join us on our Live It or Waste It Facebook page. Just go to Facebook and search Live It or Waste It now. 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 And we are on Instagram, so please check us out over there. For those of you who would like to support this podcast financially, we ask you to go to patreon.com slash live it. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash live it. Thank you. And if you'd like to... Yes, thank you. Very much. For those of you who would like to create a podcast and you live on the eastern side of the globe, you can hit me up at someonetalkedmedia.com. And if you're on the western side of the globe, you can reach me at winedesigns.com. Now stay inside and live it. Don't waste it. Peace and love. This has been a production of someonetalkedmedia.com. I think it's time to wrap it up. Especially since you keep freezing. It's like that freeze frame should be the theme song we play when we come into the freeze frame. Yeah. All right.